Hello and welcome to episode 55 of The Chronicles of Narnia. It's actually serial podcast. It's serial so, podcast. Ooh, yeah, oh yeah. We're really good at telling stories and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so welcome to Serial. Uh, we're actually doing a, a, in a very in-depth episode today where we uh, we pretend to be character comedians uh, and I'm, I'm going to be playing the role of Matt Hoss, uh, who is um, emotionally fragile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be playing the role of Dan Rhodes, who is by all... What's the word I'm looking for when I want to say that someone has said something about me? All accounts. All accounts. By all accounts. I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Should we start again? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <coughs> No, I don't think we need to. I think that's pretty much that. Pretty much. Is that, is that where this is the level we're at okay. now? Is let's let's pretend like that didn't happen, and we'll just carry on. Hey, hey welcome to episode fifty-five. Whoa, what what a serial podcast. Whoa, I just had a stroke. Well, no, we shouldn't look for that. Actually, Matt, don't laugh. Matt always laughs when I make jokes like that, and I think it's because deep down he finds that sort of thing funny. And it's not funny. It's not funny. Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huss And I'm Dan Rhodes Whether you know about Theseus Or you're revising your syllabus If you want tales with a bit of jest Or you just want to hear about incest What? What? It's really interesting Welcome to Miss Welcome to Miss well, welcome to this. It's great to have you back for our 55th episode. And um, in the last two episodes, uh, in 53, Dan talked about all the people who died age 53. Yeah. Uh, 54, we talked about all the people who were born at age 54. And you asked the weirdest question ever, which was, would you give birth to someone if they weren't a baby or whatever it was you asked? And I was like, what the... What? We were... That was a weird episode. Um, it was, honestly... Um, what should we do for 55? Should we have a look at all the... In, should I quiz you about things that happened in the year 1955? Is that quite cool? It's quite cool. Okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Uh, didn't plan for this, so... Do you know what we should start doing? Research? <laughs> <laughs> no, besides the obvious. Um, we should... I think every episode from now on, I'm going to start by giving... I'm going to make it my homework, because as you know, I always go out of my way to... <laughs> so you're not laughing, <laughs> listener dear, but because uh, I am... Uh, um, I think I will come in with you with facts relating to the number of the episode, 55, 56, 57. Do you think that would be fun, Matt? Yeah, I think it would be very good. Because uh, anything is better than who who died, Bram Stoker, Freddie Mercury, or George Michael. <laughs> that was a good question. Like, we learnt some stuff. All right. It's George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this website's terrible. Um, oh, wait. We're learning stuff about 1955. Oh, right, right, right. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, okay, I'll, okay, okay, okay. I'm not looking, I'm not looking. Uh, there's a Russia-Warsaw Pact. Ooh. Ooh, 1955 Russia-Warsaw Russia Pact. Which, which day did it happen? July 10th. Close, May 14th. Oh, close. <laughs> this is why they tuned in. Uh, <laughs> uh, Peter, Peter Pan came out on musical TV. I don't know what, how I'm going to quiz you. Uh, oh, here's a good one. Oh, um, which theme park opened up in July 1955? Which theme park? Yeah. I'm assuming Disneyland. It's Disneyland. Flash Alton Towers. That is much, for some reason, much younger than I thought it was. Really? I thought it was older than that, Disneyland, <clears throat> yeah. But I suppose the films had become popular around the 40s, 30s and 40s, hadn't they? So, 
Um, also, I think Rosa Parks was in that same year. Rosa Parks, 1955, the famous bus driver who refused <laughs> to let white people on. <laughs> Dan, and now Tom Hart, the Green Book, film earlier, and uh, uh, I think you saw a different version of that film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so from Disneyland to Rosa Parks Vietnam Ooh. actually let's not go there because it's quite sad um, oh the very first edition of the Guinness uh, Book of Records came out on August 27th in the United Kingdom wow 1955. so we've got Disneyland Guinness Book of Records wow we are learning so much Matt oh I mean ooh. not about myths uh, but uh, oh the Middle East Baghdad Pact ooh. ooh nice I wonder how that went <laughs> Well, I heard Rosa Parks on that on the bus. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, okay. What's the average cost of monthly rent? Oh, I didn't look. Um, average cost of month in the US or in, UK? In dollars. In dollars. In dollars. In US dollars. The average. Well, because of inflation, the average cost of rent in the US in 1955 was probably something stupid, like 150 dollars, 87 dollars. Wow, that's cheap. Uh, <laughs> here's a weird one. Um, how much does a lady's swimsuit cost? <laughs> In 1955. Well, yes, but also how much would it cost now? <laughs> um, probably like three dollars. Uh, it's actually twelve dollars ninety-five. So wow, like, like, I like, suppose it was a lot of fabric back then because you couldn't show any anything. But also, like, like a fifth of that. And now, don't quote me, but a fifth of that is like eighty-seven dollars is on rent. Twelve dollars is on. <laughs> like, that's quite. A, that's at, it's, yeah, it is weird. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, also. Um, what what? How about um, black and white TV? How much did that cost? Well, I imagine they were quite a lot of money because famously in the UK, for example, not many got people got TVs until the nineteen fifty two whatever it was coronation. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I bet it's loads. Let's assume rent is eighty seven dollars. Okay, maybe a TV is like two hundred dollars. It's actually ninety nine dollars. That is like more than rent for yeah. someone. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, how much? But this is the last one. Uh, how much is the minimum hourly rate? Oh, like the minimum wage. Yeah. In, uh, well, it's not very good now in America, so probably about <laughs> 12 cents. It's actually $1. All right, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, we're going to kind of crack on with uh, a lot of content today, aren't we, Dan? Yep. Later on, we're doing the Odyssey. We are doing the Odyssey. Part four. Part four. And are you enjoying it so far? I am enjoying it so far. Well, I'm enjoying part four so far. Well, I mean, we haven't got to that part yet. But before we get there, we've got a little bit of admin to do, because last week, what happened, Dan? We did a podcast. Well, that's a loose term. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, your mother, Chris Rhodes, uh, got in touch with us and she, she... We had a bit of a debacle, didn't we? Cause, it did. Uh, what happened is that there's a running joke uh, slash uh, anxiety panic attack uh, that Dan criticises that my hair is too long and it affected my love life. Uh, no, I'm just no. It's not that your hair is long now. But I was saying at the time, one of the reasons for your <laughs> love life breaking down may have been due to your haircut. I mean, still hurtful, <laughs> but. Uh, in an earlier episode, I posed it to Chris to, to suggest to be my size, but like, hey, it's my hair that long, uh, and I'm trying to like get some support. Uh, but Chris actually responded last week saying that uh, that she would need evidence first. So in the week, I sent her two pictures around the time of uh, breakup, or we'll call it before breakup and post breakup, uh, and we um, 
And we've got a very funny response. Should I, should I read out my email first? Let's read out your email first. Actually, should I show Dan... I'm going to show Dan the pictures I sent first, and you have to. I want you to give me an audible reaction okay, to it, okay? An audible... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the first one. Uh, uh, okay, Matt is wearing a white shirt with little pizzas on, I think, or watermelons. It's watermelon slices. Um, okay. And then uh, he's doing a gig in what can only be described as the smallest room in the world. You look really tall in that picture because the ceiling looks about <laughs> four foot two. <laughs> yeah, it's a little vegan restaurant called Potato Tomato. And uh, I did a preview there about uh, a week and a half after the breakup and it wasn't good. In fact, uh, but I, yeah, it was quite a hard gig that one, but I smashed it though. Uh, and your hair is quite long. I think that's quite long. As someone who knows you very well and who sees you a lot... Um, I think that that's the nicest thing I've ever said. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, I think that your hair's quite long because you had to like slick it back. Yeah, I look like a greaser. I look like I'm in, like yeah. A, it looks like um, I think you look like Italian American. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's like hey, Mickey, like fat what Tony, you... yeah, just Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the next picture? Uh, this is the next day, which I think my hair looks quite the cute. same vegan comedy. That's and a nice picture actually. You're smiling next to Potato Tomato. And they they got a quote from me as well. Potato tomato. Dan, I forgot to mention. What do vegans eat? Oh, uh, next episode, I've got something really amazing that happened to me. What happened? I do need to tell you now. Yeah. So at that uh, potato tomato, I did a theatre show uh, about a couple of weeks ago, and um, I uh, and before the show, I went to this vegan restaurant, my favourite place on earth, uh, and. I I, went, I ordered some macaroni and cheese, vegan macaroni and cheese, and they said, oh, sorry, we only got this small portion left of it. I was like, oh, fair enough, I'll just have a burger, I suppose. But then the waiter was like, well, hold on, why, why don't you put the rest of that macaroni and cheese on top of this burger you're already having? Because it's like seitan pieces, just like uh, fake meat, uh, with lettuce and onion rings and macaroni and cheese. And I was like, oh my god, we're going off menu here, it's great, really exciting. And they named the burger after me. Called, it's called the Matt Hoss Burger, and you can order it now as well. Like, so it's like mac and cheese in a burger. Did, got, it take, did it taste nice? It's amazing, although I did think I was going to die afterwards. But it's really <laughs> nice. Uh, and like, I, that's, that's, I've got, that's my legacy there. I don't have children. That is or, incredible. Or, but I've got a burger named after me. I've got a burger named after you. So if you're ever in Whitstable in Kent, do have a Matt Hoss Burger. Yeah. Eat Matt Hoss. Eat Matt Hoss. Eat Matt Hoss. P- please, eat Matt Hoss. Um, that's that's pretty significant. That is really right? significant, yeah. But that's by the by. Chris sent us. Uh, so I sent these uh, pictures to Chris. Uh, oh, that's the shirt I'm wearing right now, isn't it? It's the exact same shirt you're wearing right now. Wow, interesting. Matt is in the photo he's showing me. He's wearing. It's a giant alien. Looks a little bit like the aliens from Toy Story. Oh yeah. They're like, uh, um, Marty T. <laughs> you know the alien thing. Oh. When it's like, I know what it means. You know the one. What's the phrase they say? What do they say? The claw. The claw, that's it. I knew it was something that wasn't anything I was saying. <laughs> you said the claw like an Italian American. The claw? What are you talking about? Wait, put the record on and get the claw. <laughs> hey, Johnny. You seen the claw? <laughs> right, um, no, and it's got an alien on it. Anyway, that's, that's besides the bite. Point yeah. is, your hair is shorter now. I get that. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, my hair's short now. Do you, yeah. What do you think of my hair now? Much better. Thank I you. like it. Uh, so, this is what I said to Chris. Thank you so much for your email. Uh, thank, uh, thank you for your Peregrine Falcon book. Dan revealed to me on the podcast maybe how well after. I should actually read what I'm going to read. Uh, so I sent her these pictures of Because she said she needed evidence to suggest whether yes. your hair was too long. And here was her official response. Yeah. And I, said, I thought she was going to be kind. Uh, but this is what Chris wrote. Hi Matt, thanks for the pics. I must admit, I'm not a fan of long hair. But those pics I wouldn't class as long. 
Dan was over-exaggerating long, but maybe that's his habit. Brackets, haha, how rude of me. Now, Dan, you read this before the podcast and you got quite annoyed, didn't you? I think, is she insinuating that I'm joking about that I exaggerate the word long in terms of my penis? <laughs> is, that what my mom, is that what my own mum is doing? <laughs> I think that's a dick joke. Yeah, I think that's a dick joke. <laughs> Although, actually, as you can testify, Matt, I am someone that often makes a joke about having a small penis. <laughs> so it... Do you know what's really... How weird is this? I'm actually insulted by this, that she thinks I always make the word joke about having a long penis, because I'm someone that actively makes jokes about having a small penis, and I'm actually getting weirdly offended that someone hasn't put... That someone is saying I have a long penis. But in this context of it being my mum. What is this podcast? She has seen my penis before, though. (laughs) When I was a baby. I assume, anyway. Same size. <laughs> Same size, yeah. Um, but I, I think what she's... I I'm not sure if it's meant to be a penis joke necessarily, but I think maybe like you are prone to hyperbole. Yes, I think that's what she's saying. By Speaking her. of which, she texted me <laughs> oh, today... Yeah, 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 yeah. ...and said... Sorry, this is an absolute silent, but this is a bit like what we're saying. My mum likes to clarify me things. Oh, yeah, yeah, because uh, this is um, hot, hot gossip as well. This so. literally happened literally ten minutes ago. She, emailed, she messaged me, like, texted me. Says, hi Dan, I have now listened to Myths episode 53. You were in year six when you had your cyst up on your testicle, so your guess of being age 40, 14 was way off. Kiss. <laughs> I fear that this podcast has both enhanced and ruined the relationship with your mum. <laughs> she, she anyway, uh, the email does go on. <clears throat> However, looking at all the evidence in front of me, I must put the shirt in frame. The watermelon shirt. Mm. And it goes, what is it? Pieces of melon? Pizza? Perhaps that was the culprit. So I've got Dan saying that it's my hair. I've got Chris saying it's my shirt. What um, I'm tempted to do is get my dad and my sister on this, and then all, all the four roses could just be green. You, you. It's, like, it's like infinity stones of pain. <laughs> <laughs> like you all take a different part of me. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, man, you, you smell bad. Oh, Actually, if you can do that, it's a... It's a just really keep my ego down. <clears throat> I'm so sad. <laughs> anyway, but um, uh, so maybe maybe it was the shirt. Do you reckon it was the shirt that did it? Maybe it was the shirt. Yeah. I don't mind the watermelon shirt then. I think yeah, it's all right. Nice. It's, yeah. it's quite big. Uh, anyway, but Chris actually does uh, say something really lovely here, which uh, I'm going to read it out because I think it's uh, I think it's the sentiment we're kind of going for. Uh, either way, uh, the girl in question has lost out on uh, ha- on having a wonderful, caring, funny man in her life. It was never meant to be, and in time, when you meet the right girl, you'll be pleased she left to make way for the future Mrs. Hoss. Keep on smiling and laughing, and the girls will flock to you. Chris. Kiss. Which is, I genuinely think, is the nicest thing a Rhodes member has said to me. That is definitely the... Mum's letting the side down. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say that, that was very touching, and I, um, it really made my... Um, yeah, made my day. God damn it, Mum. You're not meant to actually tell him that in real life. Dan, can you say something as nice... A to that to me. Like, yeah, um, we've been friends for a long time. Please give me some kind of genuine warmth. I... I think you are genuinely the... I think... I think you're probably the genuinely the most, like, actively caring person I know. To be honest, like, can you call me a bellend or something? It's weird now. The dynamic shifted. Ugh. I can say some other stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, can you say one nice thing followed by two horrible things? Because <laughs> I think we need to have the balance. Why don't I do like a negative, positive, negative? Like yeah, a, like yeah, a yeah. Positive let's do that. Uh, Matt, I think you're 
Your comedy is very good and has vastly improved since university. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Problem is... <laughs> that that percentage increase probably isn't as as great as it should or could be. But the point is, you've improved, so good job. Well, <clears throat> that, that negativity sandwich tastes a lot like the Matt Hosburger. <laughs> I, yeah, anyway, well, thank you for that, everyone. Um, I think we should do the myth now before I start crying. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> now, Dan, thank you for those lovely, some of those lovely words. <laughs> and if you want to email us, why don't you email us at matthos... No, that's my personal email. <laughs> <laughs> my email is at mythpodcast at gmail.com. And you can... Well, Send me pictures of your hair, and or just send me an insult. Welcome to the Odyssey, where we meet a man stranded at sea, searching for home with varying success. Why didn't he just book a National Express? All right, time to uh, time to uh, to talk. <laughs> Words escape me. (laughs) (laughs) Time to do the old ancient myth podcast talky bit. So, today, Dan, uh, we're talking about book 10 onwards from uh, uh, of the Odyssey, and we're going to be talking about some brand new uh, sections in the myth. So, um, what happened last time? Can you give us a bit of a summary? Uh, Yeah, uh, what happened last time? But, I want you to do it. I want you to give us a summary of what happened last time, but in the form of a haiku. Okay. <laughs> so, just explain what a haiku is. I can't is. remember what a haiku is. I believe it's a poem, a Japanese... Um, like, certain syllables, right? I believe it's five syllables, seven syllables, and three syllables. But I will check that in case I'm wrong. Oh, it's five syllables, seven syllables, and five syllables again. Okay. Also, did you know haikus were invented in 1955? Okay, but you have to do it without thinking about it. <laughs> oh, did... Odysseus missing. Where has he gone? Who knows? Odysseus found. You really... You waste a lot of syllables on Odysseus twice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, can you do it again, but with... um, uh, So, can you give us a broader... What what happened in the last kind of book? The last kind of book, he um, went to with his men and he got trapped on an island of lotus eaters. Oh, let's rewind a little bit. So he's uh, Odysseus himself. He's escaped Calypso. He's on an island. Oh, I'm sorry. Did that happen in the last book? Uh, no, I'm trying to give more. Thank fun. you very much. You just asked me what happened in the last book. Well, you okay. should have said what happened in all the previous books. All right, That's well, what you actually meant to say, wasn't it? Do that. that. Do that. Oh, that. Sorry do that, that I was being specific. Oh, sorry, Odysseus lost. Odysseus found. <laughs> Fucking hack. Isn't that exactly what happens? Well, broadly, but that's... Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Thank you very much. If I had said, zebra eats a man, man kills a giraffe, you'd have been like, that's wrong. But I wasn't that far off, was I? <laughs> yeah, but like, it was so vague that any... That could be any storyline. <clears throat> anyway, uh... God, I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh... So, what happened... Right, 
He's Trojan like, War ended. Him no, and his men that, were like, oh, let's just leave the Trojan right, War. No, and let they me, were leaving let, and they got let, fucking uh, found on this island and then he got captured by Calypso and then he has to sail away from Calypso and eventually he found some people and then he finally finds these people and they're like, Jesus, you've been gone for a while. What happened? And he was like, let me tell you. And then we've gone back in time again and then we find out exactly what happened to his men. He was on the Lotus Eaters and then where did he go after that? He went to Polydectes. No. Polythemus. 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 Well, he went to inside of his cave Got trapped. He's a big cyclops. Big cyclops. Ate all of his men. Ate all of his men. Blinded him. Ah, <laughs> uh, my eyeball. <laughs> yeah, it was like, imagine it. Oh, oh, that's a, oh, what an inconvenience. My eyeballs just burst. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he's got two. Oh, the cyclops. Oh, no. <laughs> imagine if that was a reaction. Uh, but also, like, I just realised, like, he got blinded, and the next day you went out to work on a sheep. It's like, have a day off, mate. Uh, That's true. <laughs> yeah, not once did he. <laughs> God, he's actually a really hard-working guy. Yeah, we think, yeah. He also um, he also um, killed uh, Achis, and, um, because he wanted to love Galatea. Yep. Um, and also, what else? Uh, uh, yeah, and so, so Odysseus has left that island of Polyphemus, and we're going to follow up his journey right now in book 10. What do you think is going to happen this episode? Uh, he'll probably uh, go missing and then be found. <laughs> like that haiku. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Dan, do you want to start? Odysseus continues his story for Alcyonus. Alcyonus. After the encounter with Polythemus, Odysseus and his crew reach the island of the wind god Aeolus. Perfect. We come across Aeolus before because he blew that guy off a mountain into that guy's house. Yeah, he did. Well remembered. Yeah, uh, no, he blew that girl off the mountain. Sorry, do you remember? Yeah, and uh, he t- disrupted the waters for uh, Juno once as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, he very much is a and yeah, he's he's the god of kind of wind as well. Yeah. Uh, and we made jokes, fart jokes as well. But that was back in the past when we were uncultured. Courted, yeah, you got a bag of wind. <laughs> anyway, uh, carry on. Aeolus, a king charged with caring for the world's winds, entertained Odysseus and his men for a month on his island. He lent Odysseus the magical bag that keeps the wind so that his fleet might move under the steady west wind until it reached Ithaca. Okay. So Ithaca, of course, um, Odysseus' is home. That's where he's trying to get to. Yeah, so again, he's, try- uh, he's faced off with Polyphemus. He's trying to get home, but... Um, yeah, these this this whole section is about his adventures uh, uh, in in the interim between um, landing with Calypso and the Trojan War. So um, with uh, with Aeolus, he's really kind. So he uh, again with uh, he's great. He lets him and his whole men stay there for a whole month, and they're just chilling out. They got to uh, uh, you know the men get to put the feet up, relax a bit, and uh, enjoy this themselves a little bit. Uh, but he, so he gifts um, he does this really kind thing. He puts a lot of wind in a, in a bag for him. Uh, it's for this little uh, sack, and uh, it said, "Oh, just let 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 it go, and it'll blow you straight to Ithaca." Like, um, and as an Aegean boat specialist, this is really helpful. You really get helpful. Uh, maximum speed of five miles an hour. Uh, so this is quite this is very kind of him. Aeolus is lush here. Uh, However, as the fleet was within sight of its home territory, Odysseus fell asleep, exhausted from running the sails. His men, jealous of their lord's success thought that the bag of winds contained a secret gift given exclusively to Odysseus. They foolishly opened the bag and released all of its wind at once. The fleet was blown all the way back to the Aeolian island. When Odysseus entreated Aeolus to help him once more, he was angrily turned away. Aeolus felt he had no right to help a wretch with so hated by the gods. So, so that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so, so, though... Uh, 
Odysseus had this bag of wind, but he didn't tell his men what it was, because, like, look, you don't need to know what's in there, because trying to explain this bag of wind, you're probably going to get suspicious that it's jewels or something, if you know what I mean. So, but then he falls asleep one night, and the men are like, I want something like that. I want a necklace. So they open it, and the, the bag of wind just blows them all like, <laughs> Also, they can, like, see Ithaca. So this could have been, like, this whole story could have been cut, like, eight years short. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's, and the thing is, so they blew it, and they get off course again as well. <laughs> How annoyed would you be? Uh, like, this is like, for fuck's sake. I'm like, uh, Also, what's annoying is that he's falling asleep because he's manning the cell. Can't some of his men take over? Can't they do shifts? Well, yeah, I guess that's... I think he wanted to do it because he was like, right, get there in sight. So he, he very much, he doesn't want to delegate because he, yeah. he knows shit like this would happen. Uh, yeah. Because we find that a lot of his men are quite incompetent for this kind of reason, uh, but but also imagine if you open up a bag. You know when you, you know when you like take a drink of something and you think it's like for example Pepsi, but it turns out to be squash. If you know what I mean, it's, you get really a bit discombobulated with it. Imagine if you open up a bag and you thought with jewels in it, and <laughs> they. <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a weird. <laughs> it's like an unbelievable amount of wind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like might blowing your face off as well. Um, so, um, also imagine Aeolus, right? He's given this guy a really impressive magical gift. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's disappeared off, and then a few days later he washes back up. Sure, but the thing is, and like, guys, I gave you this bag. What are you doing? <laughs> you literally just had to go that way, like, and keep straight. And then they're like, sorry. And it gets really fucked up. It's like I would be too. What the I'm just giving you a bag of wind. Like, do you know how much that costs? You know, like, uh, oh my, like, yeah, yeah. And the, the thing is, though, this is like, can you help us out again, please? It's like, well, obviously not. Like, uh, uh, do you know this is the equivalent of? It's the equivalent of blowing up a balloon and then you just take it away from your mouth to tie it up and it goes, <laughs> and it like goes all in your face. Or have you ever like been blown up a balloon and then you've like let go and it's like blown the wind back into your mouth? Yeah. I don't think that's the same to you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think it's a bit of a weird one. This, uh, but yeah, so Aeolus doesn't help him out, and they have to go from there. What would you, if you were Odysseus and the guy who opened up the bag? What would you, what would you say to him? I'll be the guy. Sorry, man, I just thought it'd be something cool. Oh, where are we? Uh, back at Aeolus, says it's a funny story. Um, you know that place you want to go? Yep. It's not Ithaca, right? It's Aeolus's island again. Oh, what happened to the bag of wind? Don't ask that. Don't worry about that. Um, it's it, it it ran out. Ah, oh, what happened? I, I be honest with me. What happened? Jim, he opened it up. Right, Jim. He's, he wants. He thought there's jewels in there and stuff oh. like that. Did he open it? All the wind came out. <laughs> yeah, what an idiot! Cause like, yeah. That's the second time on this ship he's done a blowjob. <laughs> I was hoping there's a punchline. Yeah, there's something on a punchline. I was like, call back Brian the Eagle. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so what happened next? Where did he go next? Odysseus's fleet next journey to the land of the. Oh, good God! <laughs> Spell it out. L a i s t r y g o n e s backwards. S e n o g y r t s i a l. What do you think it is? Lystragonas? I think it's Lystragonis. Lystragonis. Oh, I wasn't that far off. Yeah, it's pretty good. Odysseus's next fleet journeyed to the land of Lystragonis. The ships travelled down a narrow harbour surrounded by towering crags. Odysseus's own ship, however, was anchored away from the rest of the fleet. He sent three men forward as scouts, and these men encountered the daughter of Antiphates. Antiphates? Yeah, yeah Antiphates. Yeah. King of the Lystragonis. She directed them to the great castle of her father, where 
they were amazed by the enormous size of their Lystragonis. <laughs> Is that a pun on their penis sizes? N- no, no, you're just really, really into dick jokes yeah. today. <laughs> Antiphates devoured one of the messengers. Wow. Maybe your mum was right. Antiphates devoured one of the messengers and called on his fellows to help him pursue the others. When the giants had reached the ships, they destroyed the fleet, carrying off every ship but Oedipus's own. The quick-thinking leader had cut cables and set off at once. His lone ship escaped intact. Okay. So it, they're massive giants, are they? These... To be honest, I kind of forgot about this part of the Odyssey. Uh, they're giants called the Lystragones. Yeah, so I think well, essentially what happens is that they're like... Because, you know, bear in mind, the past giants they had had one eye and tried to eat them. And they're like, yeah, these people seem trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, Don't judge all giants by... Yeah, yeah. I, I realise I was just giantess today. You're so just like, giantess there. Uh, but then it turns out they are also yeah. correct, because these guys also devour them. Yeah, just quite instantly as well. So this woman's like, oh, I'll take you to my dad's castle. <laughs> oh my God, she's eating everyone. It's in my stomach. <laughs> So there was twelve ships, I believe, and now there's just one ship, and that's Odysseus's ship. Yeah. Wow. So she's eaten fifteen ships. As an Aegean boat specialist. <laughs> yes. Maths. Um, so uh, as a joke, by the way, she's eaten eleven. I know what twelve take away eleven is equals one. But uh, also, it says Odysseus is quick think the quick thinking leader. I was like, left not, all of his men behind. Yeah, but not quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, quick enough to save himself is what they mean. But then again, like he's just supposed to be a leader. He's like, oh, fuck you guys, see you guys soon, assholes. Um, the ship brought its mourning survivors to the island of Aea, which is spelled A-E-A-E-A, and this was the home of Circe. Now, uh, uh, where do you know the name Circe from? I know it from Cersei Lannister, Game of Thrones, big respect. <laughs> Your favourite... Favourite person? I quite like Cersei, actually. To be honest, if you as a, from a, like a, a a film and TV point of view, she's a cool character. Yeah, I also think you're all quite the up. characters in Game of Thrones are cool. Actually, yeah. God, that starts soon, doesn't it? Oh my God, that's exciting. God, can we in the same month? It's gonna be Game of Thrones and Infin- Infinity War, uh, and I, I, I'm not gonna have a life. Well, we don't now. So. No, that's true. Um, so with yeah, with Cersei, uh, um, this is the. I think this is original Cersei, and I think there's certain uh, similar character traits here, and I think Cersei's a really interesting character. Mm. Have you ever heard of this Cersei before? No, I haven't, no. Is this Cersei got anything to do with the George R. R. Martin base? No. It's well, spelled differently, to be fair. Yeah, this is spelled C-I-R-C-E. In fact, when I first read Cersei in uh, Game of Thrones... Oh yeah, I forget, that Matt actually read the books, he's one of those. Mm. Do you get... Pride from that, don't you? Because so many people mm. watch Game of Thrones. Are you the, like, yeah. Do you feel high and mighty because you're actually one of the people that read the books? Well, I used to, but then the, the um, films overtook the, the, the TV overtook the books. But like, um, who's your favorite Game of Thrones character? Uh, oh, Tyrion's also up there. Come on, everyone has a Tyrion. Uh, you know what? I love Davos. Uh, he's very Davos. Under, underrated. Uh, uh, hmm, I think there's some really. Uh, to be honest, this is a very hard question to be because uh, like, the thing is for me, what I realised recently is that if you ask me a question like, "Oh, who's your top three artists?" I'm like, "This too much." And someone asked me, "What's your top? Who's your top three British bands?" And I almost screamed for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't deal with this kind of. Pr- I think yeah, for the lack of a better t- uh, thinking. Because but then again, a better by in the podcast, I'll shout out a certain name. But I think Davos is there. Davos. Okay, uh, I like Davos. Um, so they're on this island. A year. There's a woman there called Cersei. Oh, I was once on a lad's holiday to Falaraki, and I was reading Clash of Kings, the second book, and it's like 800 pages. I remember, uh, instead of going out drinking with 
and having sex with girls, I was reading the Game of Thrones book, which is quite Matt Hoss, isn't it? <laughs> it and is. this class wagering went up to me, and I was like, oh, that's a fucking thick book. I was like, yes, it is. It's Clash King. It's our second Game of Thrones book. And I didn't know what Game of Thrones was back then as well. And he goes, he just picks up this massive 800-page book and goes, you can fucking kill a man with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he did. <laughs> yep. Anyway, they arrived at the, the island of Aegea. There... Odysseus discovered a column of smoke drifting up from Circe's house and sent out half his men, drawn by the lot, to investigate. A man called Eurylochus led the men to the stone house where they heard a woman singing as she worked her loom. She invited the men inside her house. All complied except the suspicious Eurylochus. So these guys go inside of her house. And it feels a bit like... Slightly bit of a porno kind of vibe. Yeah, it's okay. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, just come inside my house. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any porno no, before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, inside the house, Cersei drugged all the men's wine and touched them with her wand, making them forget their home, country, and she transformed them into pigs. Ah. Uh, she then proceeded to herd the swine who retain their human minds into her pig pen. So, so they're still thinking like humans, but they are yeah. pigs. So, like, basically, uh, yeah, it, that's pretty much... So, lots of men go in, a lot of pigs come out, and Eurylochus is like, hmm, something's off about this woman. There's something odd. So, Eurylochus runs Odysseus, who bravely travelled to Circe's abode alone in order to free his men. Eurylochus fled to Odysseus, told him the story, and Odysseus decided to travel bravely to Circe's abode alone in order to release his men. On his way there, he met the disguised Hermes, who lent him the moly plant, uh, which would uh, protect him from Circe's spells. So basically, he's got an antidote. But the thing is with Hermes, right? Why did he do this earlier? You know, like, what, all these men just... Yeah, you could have given them the antidote way before they even got or, intoxicated. Or give them a heads up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be helpful, you know what I mean? It's like, what's he... These gods aren't doing anything, they're just, they're just hanging out, you know what I mean? So, following from Hermes' instructions, Odysseus entered the house and drank from Circe's drugged wine. Now, he got it off. Uh, then, when she touched him with her wand, he drew out his sword, shing, and made as if to attack her. She immediately begged for mercy, and after swearing a great oath to inflict no further harm upon him, she led him to her bed. Ooh. Ooh. See? Porno vibe. Yeah, uh, it is. Is it porno vibe? It seems a bit rapey, actually. You have to draw him a sword on yeah, that. Yeah, uh, But imagine that being like, uh, I'll have some wine. I've drugged it. Here's a sword in your throat. Want to have sex? sex. <laughs> yeah. After they made love, Circe attempted to feed Odysseus, but he would not partake in her meal until she freed his companions. So, what also, is, he has a day. Also, he's he's like the guys, right? Picture the scene. They've still got human brains, but they're in a pig pen, and they're like, "God, Odysseus has taken a while to free us <laughs> <laughs> because he's prioritised." Having sex with this lady over actually freeing them. Yeah, Eurylochus is like, well, he's been gone for a while. Whoa, yeah, like, surely he should have gotten fixed by now. So, oh, no, the pig reversal spell's really, yeah. really a long one. Um, also, also, it is his poor wife is back home. Yeah, yeah. and he's, he's been banging all these different women. Yeah, he's banging Calypso and the Amazons. And especially and with the, the, the Aeolus. Uh, I think that probably there's probably something happening there as well. Yeah. But um, with a... Uh, 
also another thing I think this mess- misses out is that when they're picked to go out, the other men are quite hungry. So they're like, oh, I'm going to eat that for bacon and shit. They're about to murder them before uh, Odysseus tells them that they're the men. If you know oh, what I mean. see so, that. So uh, Odysseus, like, I like because uh, Odysseus, he shags her and he goes, whoa, 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 I've got a line. Only feed me after. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, how you're a very toxic man, Odysseus. Circe agreed to do so, and the men, restored to human shape, wept to see Odysseus once more in their presence. Odysseus called the rest of his men from the ship, and the men eagerly obeyed, for they were glad to hear of their companion's rescue. Eurylochus remained pessimistic, but he returned to the house nonetheless. Odysseus and his men remained with Circe for a year (laughs) while recovering their strength, the woman who just turned them into pigs. Afterwards, the men were very anxious about returning home. Odysseus begged to his leave of Circe, who agreed to help him return to Ithaca. Okay, so there's a... Again, you point out that, like, like she just tried to poison them and murder them. Odysseus shags her and goes, should stay here for a year. Yeah. Also, this girl seems nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad, guys. Yeah, like, oh, what? Uh, stop the swining. Good one. <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, like, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's such a... They say that she's only living in a small house. And there's like loads of men just crammed into that house now. I was like, well, what, 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 why is that okay? I think she's fine with it. Is she though? Like, did she, uh, I don't know, it's kind of weird though. I love the idea that she actually turned them into pigs because she wanted to bang them. <laughs> Bangers? That's Bangers and mash. <laughs> Afterwards, the men were anxious for returning home. So she's agreed to go to, um, to help him go to Ithaca. Yeah. However, him. she warned him that he must first travel to the land of the dead in order to receive instructions from the Theban prophet Tiresias, my man, who retained his powers even after death. So when Odysseus wept to hear of the journey, and so did his men when they heard of it. Tiresias, Matt, how do we know Tiresias? Well, he's appeared in quite a lot of these myths. He was a boy, he was then a woman, and then a man again. <laughs> Sounds like skater boy. And he's a prophet. Uh, yeah, so he basically, uh, he he was in episode 18. Listen to that episode, he's also in some other stuff as well, in the, in the Oedipus saga as well. So you go, um, Odysseus has to go down to the underworld. Ooh. So, uh, but Odysseus wept to hear about the journey. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, and also I imagine there might be some emotional things going on down there as well. However. Before they headed towards their ship, a young crewman named Elpinor, disorientated from drink, awoke atop Circe's roof. He drunkenly fell off from the side of the house, breaking his neck in the process. Leaving his corpse behind, Odysseus's men walked to their ship. There they met Circe, who had travelled faster than they had, bearing with her the sacrificial animals necessary for their communion in the dead. Is he going to come important then, Elpinor? Are they going to meet him in the underworld? Because he's just literally died right now. Well, way to ruin it. But but yeah, very much Elpinor will be there. But like, also like, the thing is like, in the... in the thing, the older crew get really upset because Elpin was a young lad. He, he died and like he breaks his neck. Sad about it. Yeah, but remember, like like a year ago when the whole giants ate them as well. Like that, like you didn't give a shit about any of those. Yeah. But like, oh, one man broke his neck. Like, being drunk, from yeah. a, sleeping on a roof. <laughs> yeah, being killed by giants and being eaten by cyclopses. One man dying because he drank too much. He's a bit of a tit, isn't he? So, <laughs> yeah. But that is the end of book ten, and we are now. Sorry, go on. So they're about to go to the underworld. Yes, yeah. Um, 
we've also been down to the end of the world a few times on these myths, and, uh-huh. and but I think this time will be different. Mm. But we have to wait for next week to hear oh. about that. <laughs> you sound more sad, please. Oh. Sound like one of the ghosts down there. <laughs> anyway, time to rank. Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of missed podcasts in small doses. So, today we're going to be ranking on four different categories. We're going to do it different, though, because in the first category, it's life skills. We do now at 10. Second skill, the uh, second one, morals. And creativity than WTF. All wow, that is a weird order. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. And, you know, totally different. It, uh, we're breaching uncharted territory now. Yeah. Uh, so, but did you enjoy that? I did enjoy that. And do you, uh, is it something, is, is it your favourite part or is it your least favourite part of the Odyssey so far? Um, I did enjoy that because it had lots of adventure and myth stuff in it. And I like myths with lots of myths. In fact, I would say it's probably... A 30 out of 40, that was easy, Matt. How was... <laughs> Social media. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine if we spent like, like 20 minutes at the top and just did zero at the end as well. Yeah, well that's basically the intro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, that's what people tune in for. People are like, oh, miss, get fucked. We're going to hear about what, uh, what awkward things Matt's been up to. And sometimes Dan will tell us about his testicles. So uh, anyway, um, let's talk about life skills. Life skills, these are things we practically learn. We learn quite a lot, I feel. But, but did I? Hmm, I don't know. Let's find out as we review life skills. <laughs> I like it because you're narrating yourself as well. <laughs> Alright, so we learned how to... Blow be... a bag of wind. Uh, yes, we learned how to be disorientated. We learned how to, be... we learned how to break our neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that very important life skill. Uh, we learned how to be hospitable, like uh, yeah. Aeolus. Um... We learned how to turn people into pigs. Yeah, we learn. Um, you know, we learn how to make love to a woman. Mm, we learn that if you, we learn that the only way to stop a woman from being mean is to make love to her. <laughs> There's a lot of things wrong with that, isn't it? Mm. Uh, um, no, yeah. that's a moral. Yeah, we also learn not to be mugged off by people. Like, for example, Aeolus is like, nah, that's all right. Uh, but I guess what's that's moral as well? Mm. Um, we learn you shouldn't eat meat because they might be humans. Who have been turned into pigs? Yeah, we we, we learn. Uh, we also learn. Uh, don't eat humans whole. Like don't eat humans journeys. whole. Yeah. Don't uh, don't ask for. That's not. That's a moral again. Not a life skill. Uh, how to turn a ship around? How to go to Ithaca? How to cut a cord and uh, disappear on a ship whilst the rest of your crew are being trampled on by <laughs> giants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, we learned how to save our own neck here because, like, uh, we learned he, he did that. He. But this is has sex with uh, uh, yeah, and say and also the gods always help him. How to be quick thinking, yeah. How you can do anything if you have the gods on your side, yeah. Odysseus has like got so much privilege. He's like a proper white man privilege. What are you thinking, Matt? I don't think it's too high. Maybe four or five. I think a five. He's bang average. Yeah, bang average. Didn't seem very impressive, but it was all right. I think. So morals, we've kind of already discussed quite a lot of them. Um, don't get mugged off, be kind, hospitable, giving. Uh, we also learned don't eat people. Don't eat people. We also learned uh, save your own skin. Save your own skin. Uh, you may be a leader, but by God, you don't have to look after your men. Uh, yeah. Um, we learned that uh, when your men are in danger, you know, best thing to do is get on with the lady. Get on with the lady, yeah. Uh, don't fall asleep at the wheel. 
Your men will fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, don't be snooping into other people's property as well. Yeah, you know? that's true. Anything could have been... What, what do you reckon the most surprising thing would be in that bag if you opened it up? From Odysseus. Well, but sure they knew it was wind inside. That's no, he didn't. He didn't tell. He, he kind of kept it. Surprised. Oh, I see. Okay, I was confused the whole time as that why they didn't. Th- what they thought was in there. You should really like if there's anything you don't understand. Why don't you ask? It could have been Medea's head. Medea. Medusa's head, yeah, yeah. and they could have all been turned into stone. Yeah, well, stuff like that. Like he also, did, yeah, he kind of just wanted to keep it. Like, look, don't stress about it. I'll sort it out. But then again, he also he says he trusts these men, but he also doesn't trust them enough to tell them. I suppose yeah. there's a lot of double standards. Or here. trust them enough to actually want to hang out with them enough for them not to for him to not save their lives when they're being trampled on by giants. Yeah, for sure. Also, like if there's also twelve ships, right, and he has a bag of wind, surely that's only going to work for his ship. Ship, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure he knew that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is a bit more of a prick, you yeah. know. Like, um, well, guess uh, yeah. Well, I think the kind of the dodgy moral issue here is like uh, the fact that yeah, this is sleeping with school. You know, what I mean, it's quite. Firstly, he's he got wife back at home. Uh, he's doing it under weird circumstances, like yeah. bringing a sword on her. Also, the fact that literally 10 seconds ago she tried to kill him and her his men you know what I mean and the fact that he only has his principles after he's had sex with her after you know uh, and it, after she offers to feed him uh, to save his men you know what I mean it seems like his heart's not in the right place that's true yeah uh, also we saw, um, you know, the, the saddest death that you can have is getting drunk and falling off a roof why are you on the roof in the first place mate Elfenor that's true, actually, yeah. yeah. Why on the roof in the first place? I'm going to say... Six. Or a seven. I think a six. But I think there's quite a lot, though. I think there's a lot, quite a lot of big morals. So are they big morals, though? I don't know if they uh, are. Well, I think there's a lot. What's a big moral of those? Uh, well, like, again, it's hospitality and stuff like that. But also, like, learning, like, severity of that as well. So in terms of, like, uh, uh, when to be giving, when to be kind, and when to say, that's enough. You know, I've done, I've done my part. I've done, I've been hospitable, but that's... And also, stuff like, uh, we're seeing such a range of different people and different morality as well. Like, stuff like, Aeolus is kind, Lastrigonians aren't. Um, Cersei is initially horrible, but then, it, then she's actually quite... Yeah, uh, yeah. all right, you win, seven... And again, talking about that creativity, that having these different levels of um, uh, hospitality, and also having—I think Cersei's a really interesting character because uh, she she's quite evil to begin with, but then she becomes really helpful. She lets him stay there for a year as well. That's yeah. that's that's really weird, isn't it? That is quite weird, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird, precisely because they she turned them into pigs and then they banged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's kind of like. It's kind of an odd vibe, if you know what I mean. It's just, mm. um, but I think we kind of talked a lot of like the creative stuff in there. I think it's quite creative, like with the bag of wind, uh, uh, the fact that he stays at Aeolus for a year, the fact that he stays at Lee's place for a year as well. Like what? He's taking his time, isn't he? Yeah, like he says he wants to go home, but does he? Like he really seems to be living the playboy. He's enjoying though. the travels, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's very much taking his gap year, but gap decade really. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that. Also, it didn't seem like he was that far from Aeolus' island to Ithaca. It wasn't that far. No, obviously not. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got a massive detour. Yeah. I bet he's like, oh no, the bag of wind blew us away. Oh no. Party on the Cersei's house. Woo, yeah, party train. So maybe it's not all as he seems, perhaps. Yeah. Um, oh, the fact that he turn, uh, she turns 
uh, the minute to pigs and back again, and the moly plant, and the fact that Sir, uh, Hermes helps them out as well. Yeah. I think there's a wide range of things here, which yeah. are quite interesting. I'm going to say... Seven. I think it's seven. Yeah. I think it's seven, creativity. Okay, what about WTF? Hmm, I love uh, the fact that, again, we kind of talked about it, but the fact that I think it's the the shagging. Is the That's really part. messed up. That's really messed up. And the pigs and the moral lines there, and um, the bag. The guys opening the bag of wind and they're like turning around. That's kind of dumb. I thought that was a bit like, oh, what the fuck? Like you know. And the fact that Odysseus is helped by the gods so much. Uh, bearing in mind that it seemed kind of to the point of not really that necessary mm. for me. I think it's probably like a five or a six. I don't think I don't think it's that high, though. Do you not think? I think well, it's pretty average. She eaten by giants. That's kind of yeah. I think it's pretty average. It's a five. I is is it that average though? Because there's not that much. There. I think so. Crossed by giants, the bag of wind blew, and they like went all the way home just when they were so close to completing their journey. She turned them into pigs, but kept them as humans. That's pretty messed up. A guy fell off a roof and broke his neck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he left all his men behind. He had sex with a woman who had just turned and then stayed there for a year. That's yeah. pretty messed up. He's th- he's in this in this single book, there's been two years of waste. Yeah, you know what I mean, uh, I'm gonna yeah. Why do say five? Because I think that with that, I think it's fair. And also, I think the main WTF factor is Odysseus at this point. In, in beforehand, I think he's been quite a solid character, but this one is actually like ah, he's actually a bit more of a prick than yeah. before. So in total, there's five, seven, seven, five, which equals twenty-four. 24. You do that every time and it annoys me. <laughs> so, uh, so very average, isn't it? Bang, bang down the middle. Really? <laughs> that's what you, that's what you say, isn't it? When you say that like, oh, that's got, that's got 24. Same as Pantheon in the Sun Chariot, if I remember rightly. Is that because you're looking at the lead no. table? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Wh- which episode of Pantheon in the Sun Chariot? 44. 43 actually so uh oh crap anyway uh thank you listener dear for uh being part of our wonderful podcast 55 episodes going strong well it's going uh <laughs> it's going dan if you wanted to get in touch with us what would you do i would email mythspodcast at gmail.com or get in contact on social media at mythspodcast twitter and facebook and if you wanted to talk about how great we were uh, i would tell my friends about us because there's no greater gift than a grift of telling a friend, I guess. But there is also a better gift. Why don't you give us money on Patreon or Kofi? So uh, you can give us a one-off donation or a regular donation. And there'll be bonus content for you there. Um, also, you can give us five stars on iTunes, please. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it, that'd be great if you can do that. If you haven't done it already, um, and you've listened to this far, why not? Actually, don't answer that, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, yeah, anyway, thank you so much for listening to us. Uh Dan, do you want do you want some more 1955 facts? No, I'm okay, thank you. I'm just looking forward to next week when we can find out what happens in the underworld. Are you sure you don't want 1955? I'm sure I don't want... I just want to know what happens next week when we go to the underworld. Because it would be a really nice way to finish off this. No, it's not, I'm not going to do a 55... Unless, unless you're going towards... Unless you're trying to segue towards a hilarious joke. If, if you can right now... <laughs> if you can right now say a hilarious joke to do the number 55, <laughs> then we'll sign off. Go on. <laughs> Well, I, what, what? All I... the talk, isn't it? All the <laughs> talk. I can't just write jokes. I stumble upon them. God, like... say a joke right now, too. If you're that desperate to do this 55 thing... 
What, what, any joke between 1955? Anything to do with the, word, the number 55. 55? You haven't got long, though, because it's oh, already two okay. minutes, ironically, uh, 55 seconds longer than it needs to be. Okay, 55. Uh, um, for, uh, um, uh, what do you call... 55 in German? Fum 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 zig. Also, uh, the polio vaccine was made. Polio vaccine. Ooh. Yeah. A lot less cripples now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else I expected, really. Okay. Please uh, tell that for the love of God. Nope. Uh, 